Welcome to the definitive guide to the impact of iOS 14 and your Facebook ad data. We're going to debunk a whole lot of myths and misunderstanding around this thing that honestly should have been a speed bump for you last summer. And we're going to help you also understand what data Facebook does have, how an optimized CPM platform works, which actually debunks most of the fear, and ultimately big mistakes to avoid. So stick around. This is going to be super awesome. Also, before we get started, I just want to say thank you very much. I know you could be anywhere on the internet right now, and you've chosen to be here. Do not be shy to hit subscribe, hit like, share this with your friend. If you want more advice, go to links.facebookdisruptor.com. There are plenty more resources there, podcasts, find me on social, ways to sign up for webinars, ebooks, and more resources for you to make sure that 2022 is your best year ever and that you see more success and less stress with your ads every day moving forward from now. Let's get started. So, first off, Let's identify very clearly what data Facebook still has after iOS 14. Well, do we legitimately think that the iOS 14 operating system update prevents Facebook from seeing what you do on the Facebook app? Does it somehow cloud the user history data from your last 10 or 15 years on the platform? Does iOS 14 impair Facebook's ability to use your credit card data and tax information that it's had going back a decade? Does iOS 14 block Facebook from being able to understand who you're messaging, what pages you're engaging with, what videos you're interacting with, who you are commenting on, and ultimately what kind of content you are receiving in a positive way that's giving you a high estimated action rate to keep you coming back from the platform? Have you noticed that when you've engaged with content, you are in no way ever seeing anything like what you've been previously engaged with ever again? Because where I'm sitting, none of those things are true. And really this comes down to what, is, what data does Facebook still have and what is the real impact of iOS 14? Well, I'm going to debunk this right up front, and then we can get deeper. So first off, iOS 14's number one impact on advertising inside of Facebook was simply that it made not following best practices more harmful than it was already. If you are relying on interest groups, there's less data to support the thing that Facebook stopped supporting years ago if you're using lookalike audiences there's less data for facebook to be able to use to populate an audience that you probably don't need anyway if you're using retargeting audiences well they say they're getting smaller but really what it means is you're not being included in audiences if you take the next step that you've organized in your aggregated events manager basically retargeting has exclusions already built in so the real question is, what information does Facebook not have versus what aren't they legally allowed to show you in real time? And that's really where the question gets down to. And you're going to see a big discrepancy between Facebook and third-party reporting platforms like Triple Whale and Northbeam, etc. And that doesn't mean that those avenues, those alternative solutions to tracking results are wrong. It just means that it 
the inference that Facebook can't see this information is actually incorrect. Have you noticed on Facebook that the total number of events all of a sudden doesn't match? I'm not saying the number of conversions. I'm saying the number of view content, add to cart, purchase volume. Have you seen a dramatic discrepancy around the data that Facebook is collecting because of pixel events that are firing on your web page? Or is the real issue in that lie in that the UI that you're used to engaging with on a regular basis isn't showing you all of the data that you're used to seeing? Back when you thought Facebook took too much credit, now that it's showing you a more realistic and potentially interpretation of what's going on, by redefining how the math works and the information you're exposed to, it's now not getting enough credit. At some point, we have to stop worrying about attribution and credit. Because as soon as we give up that lie, because remember, attribution is complete nonsense. As soon as we give up the idea that we can legitimately control an impression by user, by auction, to force the one add-on to the one person that's gonna make them buy because Everybody exists in a vacuum. Nobody's ever shown an ad a second time. First impression ratio actually matters. Retargeting actually is important. When we begin to throw out all of that stuff that has been objectively proven wrong by every empirical data set you could possibly look at other than your own information preset by misunderstandings of the platform and not you setting it up properly, well, then we don't worry about any of that stuff anymore. At the end of the day, Facebook is an optimized CPM environment. You are getting delivery on ads that meets Facebook's business objective. And we're gonna to get to that here in just a little bit of how the optimized CPM environment works. Because remember, Facebook invented this new way of showing content to monetize eyeballs for profit. They were incredibly disruptive in that environment and really nobody's been able to topple them. Other platforms have tried to do it in other ways. And right now we're seeing TikTok be the single most aggressive alternative to discovery of content. But ultimately, nobody has a decades-long warehouse of consumer behavior with literally billions of users and untold trillions of data points to determine what to show you. Ultimately, Spend is a meritocracy. And the less control you try to exhibit over the machine, the greater the machine can do the work that you're training it to get done. Now, ultimately, if this doesn't work out well for you, it has way more to do with your teaching of the platform. Basically, you've poorly trained an employee, and then you're holding them accountable for not being good at their job without you micromanaging them. Now, I don't know about you, but if I've definitely had bosses that micromanaged every move I made. And I can pretty much categorically tell you that I was terrible at my job when they did that, that it wasn't a good fit, and that ultimately that boss was way more stressed out and unable to do the rest of their work because they didn't set me up for success. Now, you might be sitting there saying, well, Facebook is still working for me. I don't do any of the things that you talk about and it's still working. Let me ask you this. Is your definition of success a good one? Is your definition of success, we're maintaining a ROAS on our business and we're still able to be in business? That's, that's not success. I mean, survival is good, sure. 
but are you consistently growing the business at a projectable rate that makes you attractive for investment or exit? Or are you treading water trying to figure out a way to take more credit for more work to inflate vanity metrics and aren't growing the business in any meaningful way? Are you making two, three, 5% change decisions? Or are you making 100, 200, 300% change decisions? Ultimately, this comes down to one simple fact. iOS 14, in masking user behavior, ultimately only impacts a small fraction of the very end of the customer journey, and it really only masks that to the advertiser. And that's something we have to understand. There is not this giant cloak where Facebook doesn't see that a transaction occurred. And ultimately, even if that were true, if you're using any electronic form of payment to buy things through a Facebook ad, which if you're not using electronic payment to buy things on the internet, we can have a whole other conversation. Do we not think that that information is getting passed? Has Facebook not used credit card data and tax information for over a decade? Because where I'm sitting, that's been happening for longer than you've been on the platform. So if we know that ultimately Facebook understands what you're spending your time on, what you're engaging with, what things you actually care about, what conversations you're having, who you're having them with, what sites you've been to over the last decade or more, where you're spending your money, what you're spending your money on, and how frequently you're spending on specific things and when you're doing it, in a way that you can understand pretty accurately who you are as a customer persona, your buying behavior, how and ultimately how to condition you to take a specific action. Is that not good enough? Because iOS 14 is not blocking any of that information. So ultimately, we're coming down to a conversation of what data does Facebook already have? And from where I'm sitting, Facebook has way more than it needs to deliver you a consistent result if you use it properly. And ultimately, your other alternative is to use a dumber machine with less data, with less users, with less market share, with less options on creative type, with less user experiences on less devices across fewer platforms. If your path is to, is to try to root that out, when you fail, it won't be Facebook's fault. Now, ultimately, we have to get down to how does an optimized CPM platform work? Because remember, that's what Facebook is. It's an optimized CPM platform. And by the way, if your agency can't explain to you in 30 seconds or a minute what an optimized CPM environment is and how what they're doing is taking advantage of it, you should fire them. Here it is in a very short synopsis. What is an optimized CPM platform and how do you set yourself up to make best use of it? 
An optimized CPM platform basically is designed to allow a user journey within that platform to be optimized to their ultimate user experience across multiple platforms and multiple devices to retain their attention, to ultimately create the opportunity to monetize that attention for all advertisers. What we can do to align ourselves with that is create content that not only generates demand and creates intent, but ultimately curates customer journeys that are profitable for us. That's it. That's the secret. That was 30 seconds. Now, what that really means is, how does an optimized CPM environment work? I'll tell you how it works. Facebook is looking at what content you're engaging with, who you're engaging with, how you're engaging, when and what on. And ultimately, their entire algorithm, their unfair advantage in the marketplace. And remember, if you're doing business with any vendor, your number one objective should be to very specifically take advantage of their unfair advantage in the marketplace because that is what they are bringing to the table and they're better than you at. Facebook is better than you at delivering impressions of content to users who are leaned in or potentially even leaned back to create a customer journey and an impression share and ultimately an experience that gets that user to take a business action that you desire. You cannot compete with that. Bottom line, that's not up for debate. So ultimately we get down to this. The optimized CPM environment is Facebook's way of curating a newsfeed. Now, we've already talked about how ads do the targeting and about how every ad makes its own lookalike audience and you can go back and watch other videos or check out the podcast on how Facebook ads work. Um, and if anybody disagrees with that, fine, they're objectively wrong. And the engineers and, and product team uh, for the last decade would 100% disagree with you. Um, but that's okay, you can have that opinion. It's not for me to tell you that you should embrace the fact the sky is blue and fire is hot and water is wet. You don't believe it, fine. But for those of us that wish to embrace reality and go with science, let's establish a few simple things. The optimized CPM environment basically functions like this. If I show you something and you respond in a way that is desirable for my business, in this case, Facebook's business model of retaining attention to sell eyeballs for profit, then my number one objective is to understand why you engage with that positively and then ultimately to give you other things that trip that same cause. And if I can do that in many different ways, at a volume, I'm going to keep you on the platform for a long time. Now, to be completely fair, TikTok has crushed in this with taking a feature and turning it into the entire product taking a effectively a story, which was a knockoff of Snapchat piece of content and turning that into the entire product model. Now, if you've been stuck in a TikTok rabbit hole for hours or gone down the YouTube rabbit hole, which is the predecessor to all of this for hours, which ultimately again, is basically just a really smart version of television programming, which was a ripoff of radio programming, which took its cue from print and newspapers. So this logic doesn't, isn't two, three years old. It's well over a hundred years old and very well proven. 
So the, the point here is it's curating an experience to keep you coming back and to keep you on the platform. Now, a lot of people will say the optimized CPM environment isn't capable of targeting people. I need audiences. That's objectively wrong. There's, there's no data to support that in any way. And people that still cling on to that are the same people that say Facebook's unstable, the same people that brag about ROAS, even though that's completely meaningless, the same people that are focusing on scaling to the moon as fast as possible instead of actually building a sustainable business. They're the people that are completely missing the forest for the trees. And that's okay. I used to be that person too. I had to learn. Several eight and nine figure business, at business exits hundreds of millions of dollars in ad spend and many, many, many hours of talking to people a lot smarter than me where I was dead wrong and very, very enthusiastic about it. I brought me to this point 10 years later where I can very easily talk about this to anybody else. But what we're really getting down to is the optimized CPM environment works by giving users a curated experience to keep them on the platform. And what Facebook has above YouTube above Pinterest, above Snapchat, above TikTok, that none of those platforms will truly ever be able to compete with as the landscape currently exists, is that Facebook is not only on your mobile device and your laptop or desktop, but it also has a messenger. It's got WhatsApp and Instagram, amongst many other things. So they're not just like TikTok is seeing what you're doing on TikTok. Pinterest is seeing what you're doing on Pinterest. YouTube is seeing what you're doing on YouTube. Facebook is basically all of those combined. All put together to curate an experience across the entire access to the internet that many people have. And you might say, well, I don't really use Facebook that much. Yeah, but do you shop? Do you have a credit card? Do you visit websites? Do you use apps on your phone? Do you have the Facebook app on your phone? Do you log out? Because if the answer to any of those things, barring the last one, is a yes, you're giving Facebook data constantly all day long. What about your location? Who are you close to? What are they doing? If you don't think that Facebook is using this information to curate an experience to keep you coming back on Facebook and Instagram, if you don't think that the reason that you get stuck down reels forever or why you're getting shown content from people you've never met and you like it, why when you search for one thing, now all of a sudden you're inundated with ads for a whole bunch of things that are exactly like it. If you don't think that that's not, if you think that that's not happening at scale, and that you need to ultimately control that, you're barking up the wrong tree. And where this comes back to iOS 14 is that Apple's operating system doesn't block any of that information. We're, again, talking about a bunch of things that iOS 14 touches 1% or 2% of. And we're talking about a journey and an experience where you might have had Facebook or an Instagram account for thousands of days and maybe have it seen you take hundreds of thousands or millions of actions. Yeah. 
watching a video, hitting like, commenting, clicking on pages, sending messages, visiting websites, pinging location data on where you're going, having Bluetooth connect to multiple point of sale devices. Yeah, that all matters. I did a big case study with Starbucks where we were able to show that we were delivering you ads in the newsfeed with a reach campaign and that your device saw that and then showed up in a Starbucks at a point of sale device and we could make attribution happen that way. Facebook's really smart. And again, that journey also, in no way can iOS 14 block it. So this elaborate conversation of iOS 14 is really harming everybody really goes down to the simple fact that it only hurts those that refuse to use Facebook properly. And if you're using it as an excuse, you've already lost because clearly you're a victim and nothing can ever change. You're not gonna overcome that issue ever but you can make sure that you understand that it has no impact on your ability to function. And ultimately, when people cite, well, Facebook's, in, you know, their spend and their citing issues, their spend is up. They're more advertising dollars in the platform than there used to be. And a lot of advertisers are leaving for TikTok CBMs that are now in the competitive or more expensive. It's a lie. The last thing that we really want to cover here is mistakes to avoid. If you feel like iOS 14 is causing you harm, the absolute worst thing that you can do is try to react by taking more control. Because let's be really honest. If Facebook can't see the data and they obfuscate some of the data they can see to you, are you gonna be smarter than a machine that can't even show you all the data that it has is reacting to out of context, incomplete data from the previous few days, a really good way of planning for tomorrow. What about next month? What about next quarter? Do you have any confidence in your ability to truly set up your ad account and understand if the test was good or bad? If you don't have a control element for you to test against if you are requiring yourself to do manual labor based on low volume data that allows you to have to react to out of context information inside of the ui or a third-party platform that shows you who was the last person to get a touch what was the last billboard somebody saw before they went in and bought the car they've had their eye on for three months? That billboard's the only reason you're making a sale. That's nonsense. But that's attribution at the ad level. There's literally no logistic value to this information. And if you break it down and literally just say it, if you say it with me again, does the billboard that you saw on the way to the car dealership get credit for you buying that car? No. So does the last Facebook ad that might be the 13th or 20th impression from that brand on Facebook alongside search and email and TikTok and Snapchat and whatever else you have going on, does that get credit for the sale? I don't know, you tell me. Do you still think attribution is real? So the point here is, you have to be, begin to stop making the mistake of trying to react to out of context, incomplete data, to make reactionary decisions that are ultimately forcing you to work harder to undermine 
the learning that's happening with the machine algorithm. Because remember, Facebook is a machine learning system. It requires data and consistency of data. And then based on the quality and quantity of that data, it can do work better. How many changes are you making? How many times are you launching a bunch of ads, trying new audiences, changing budgets? How many times are you making it impossible for Facebook to continue the lesson that you're teaching it? How many times are you in your best efforts looking at data to undermine the platform and make it dumber because your thinking is basically, if I work really hard by using bad data out of context, that's incomplete, that's obfuscated to me to chase down an attribution model, which I know is objectively complete nonsense to manage my business. Is that really a useful investment of your time and money? My argument is no. My argument is, while that is very often what I see a lot of agencies and experts doing, there's a reason why people still think iOS 14 is a problem. And it's because they fundamentally don't understand how the machine works. Everything we've discussed over the last 25 minutes basically debunks any impact that iOS 14 has had on your system at all. Now, the other big mistake that you might make out of this is to ultimately abandon the platform because you think it doesn't work. And while I understand your business might not be able to afford to use the platforms in a way that you think is of best use for you based on the data that you're seeing, you have to remember that Facebook ultimately isn't and shouldn't be the front line to your business. It's not the tip of the spear and the entire spear and the arm chucking it. Facebook is not the thing that should make your business live or die. Facebook is the volume knob on your business model. Going around and blaming iOS 14 for your business suffering because your model sucks that's victim thinking. You're never gonna succeed if you convince yourself that you're a victim the entire time. Why are you even playing the game? You're never gonna be successful if you're relying on Facebook to, maybe you're running conversion campaigns for a $500 item and you can spend 50 bucks a day. Do you really think you're gonna have the learning phase with that? Probably not. Maybe you're in the opinion that the learning phase doesn't matter. Do, do we think that a machine learning platform that doesn't have the confidence in the algebra to deliver success and consistent performance algorithmically, that that's a path to success? I mean, when I ask the question, I, I can't come up with a reason to say yes. And if you're banging your head against the keyboard of like, no, 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 none of that makes sense. You totally, you should, learning phase doesn't mean anything. I, I mean, hey, look, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Please drop it in the comments. Tell me why disrespecting a machine learning platform and their business model to ultimately be reactive to incomplete and out of context data, to force yourself to work harder, to undermine the strength and confidence and consistency of your marketing efforts is a good move.
Let me know why you think running ABO or building a bunch of ads or running a bunch of audiences is a good idea because we just spent 27 and a half minutes basically saying why iOS 14 hasn't had an impact on your business. And based on that information, why you don't need to use audiences or why you're probably creative testing in the wrong way if you're not using dynamic ads. Like every effort you take to restrain the ability for Facebook to control a customer and journey throughout all of their environment, the more effort you're making to be less successful. Or I'm sitting, working really hard to make sure that success is more difficult for you isn't a path to happiness. At the end of the day, I want you to be more successful. I want you to be less stressed. And if you still think iOS 14 is having a meaningful impact on your ad account and your reaction to that isn't to begin to embrace dynamic ads and broad targeting, to reject retargeting as a core business model and to ultimately not look at incremental lift and PSM and you're still worried about click-through rates and CPC and audiences and daily budgets and all this other stuff. It's going to be a really, really hard time for you, and it's only going to get worse. With that being said, if you're still here, hey, hit like, hit subscribe. Tell your friends I really appreciate it. YouTube thinks you might like a couple of these videos. Don't forget to hit the button, ring the bell. Go to link.facebook.disruptor.com for more information. And until next time, I'll see you on the internet. Bye!